these crazy times, the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have to. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another episode of the Heroes of Noise podcast. I am only one and just one small, tiny piece of this amazing duo. My name is Steve Hudson. But a special piece is what he is. He's my he's my he's my special piece, this guy. I love this guy over here. Steve Hudson, ladies and gentlemen. I am Dan Ramirez. Welcome to the show. Welcome to episode 47. Let's get down, Steve. You ready to do it? I am ready to do it. Let's go, baby. I'm feeling juice today, but I'm always feeling juice, Dan. I'm feeling juice because I'm talking to my boy. And I haven't really been able to talk to my boy lately because he's been super duper busy handling business. How are you doing, brother? Yeah, I'm missing you, man. I feel like we're losing touch, you know? I mean, I don't want to bring the show down or anything like that, but I don't know. I don't think you're paying much attention to me or the show anymore, Steve. I think you're just dropping in and, you know, just kind of half-assing it. And, uh, you know, no, I'm just kidding. I'm doing fine, man. How are you? Everything's good. I mean, I know you just said you're doing great. You sound wonderful. You sound nice and charged like you just got, like, batteries changed out or something like that. I'm doing okay. I'm on, like, mid-level battery right now. So, you know, I'm still working, but just getting some, some pops and clicks and things like that. But I'm cool. I'm cool. That's okay. I mean, look, look, dude. Sometimes you're at a half. Sometimes you're at a Right now, Dan at half is better than most people at the whole. You're really like, you still, you, I still love talking to you every single time. And whenever I see that you call, as you know, I don't answer the phone normally. But for you, I answer the phone. I don't know how that, you know, if that's a great thing or a bad thing. But most of the time, I'm just like, oh, that person could have texted. But I'd rather talk to you, Dan. Yes, it's true, Dan. I'd rather talk to Dan. I think you're about 50-50 on the answering thing, but I'll give you this. You always call back. So that's good. Make me feel like I'm not, you know, like I'm important in your life. You know what I mean? There, there we go. <laughs> Wait a minute, G. That's not true. 50-50. It's kind of true. No. But no, but hear me out. Like, usually when I call you, you're like working. So I don't expect you to pick the phone up. Usually I'm going to be like, hey, I know you're busy. Hit me up when you can. Which I could do in a text. But to me, it's, it's uh, less informal, Steve. I think the world has gone the way of texting and, and uh, the whole, I mean, not to sound like an old man and shit, but like the Snapchatting and all that bullshit. I think we got to get back to talking to one another, you know, it's exchanging true. audio frequencies. I think it does something. It stimulates the soul. Look at me all introspective and You're scientific today. And the funny thing is, um, like, if I'll, I'll text somebody, I'll say, so um, how's everything going? And they'll be like, fine. And I'm like, are they mad at me? But when I talk to them, they'll be like, no, I just meant like, fine. But on a text, it looks like it's kind of curt, like really straight to the point. I'm like, are they upset? Did I say something? And they're like, no, I just meant like, but if I would have talked to them, had I have just called them, I would have heard the fine. And I'll be like, oh, cool. Problem with me is after the fine, do I really have anything else to say? I'm like, maybe that's all I want to say. Well, I think you have a lot to say. And here's the deal. I will say this. When I call you and speak to you, we have a much better conversation because you have a tendency and you do this on Twitter and you do this on Facebook. This is not a critique. This is just a fact. You speak in GIFs, whatever you want to call them. Would you agree? I do, because it's easier for me to, because then I don't have to worry about the misinterpreting. By the GIF itself, it's just like, oh, he meant this funny. He didn't mean it like harsh. It's a funny thing he's trying to, instead of being like, okay, I don't mean this to offend. I don't have to do any, okay, let me explain what I meant. The GIF kind of tells you what I meant. So we're going with GIF then. Should we just say from this day forward, it is now GIF? It is GIF. I know the person that invented it is GIF. I used to say GIF all the time, but it doesn't so mean it's, it doesn't make it right, you know? But then it's I know just people weird say Mimi. I had to say what? Mimi. 
Memeing? What the hell's that? Is that of a meme? Who says meme? I'll- I don't believe you. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I've heard it more than once. I'm going to send you a gif of Ron Burgundy saying, I don't believe you. I don't. I don't believe you. No, it's Mimi. Yeah, people say Mimi. Speaking of GIFs, I'll be like, hey, Steve, so I have this idea for the show. I'm like texting, you know. It's like a half of a page of just, yeah, and then we can do this. And at this time, we'll do this, you know, and maybe we'll do this too. And then I'll just get back to Justin Timberlake when he's just staring. You know what I'm talking about? I will. Yeah, you know, but if that's okay. That's in your catalog, will, your greatest dude, hits. That is, and then they also have, um, what is it called? Oh, um, Ebroji. Have you heard of Ebroji? I have not. What's up? Okay, it's a it's a it's pretty much a uh, a GIF app that you could add to your iPhone keyboard. It was actually um by uh oh gosh Jesse Jesse um the Body Ventura. No, Jesse, I forgot his name, but anyway, he's from Grey's Anatomy, uh, the brother that's really woke. Um, but anyway, he's one of the people that actually um started this, and what Jesse Williams. And what it is, is it's a bunch of black GIFs that like black folks know about. It's called Ebroji. Ebroji. So, yeah. So if you put it, if you tap the thing on your keyboard, if I put in a word like, like word, they have a million possible things that mean word <laughs> from, from the possibilities. And if I'm just like, that's not cool. They have a bunch of things in that category. That's, that's not cool. That's very um, like Martin. Living single stuff like that. It's pretty interesting, and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I like this." That's, I don't. I'm surprised someone didn't do that. Someone didn't just say, "Oh, we just need to add a GIF thing to the keyboard of an iPhone, and then you're fine." People are so goddamn creative. It's ridiculous. So are you, dude? You're creative too, man. I'm not talking about me, Steve. I'm just talking about people I'm, in general. I'm sorry. I'm starting to get grouchy. I apologize, everybody. I, that's I, okay. But you know what? Here's the thing. I'm if sorry. you guys want to talk about Dan's grouchiness, there is one way that you... Okay, number one, this is a sad... This is a sad moment in, in our uh, podcast. Oh, we're going to the, go there? We're going to talk about it? We have to. <sighs> but if we do, hold on. Moment. If we talk about it, then it has to go from this day well, forward. I'm going... But the thing is, you made an undeniable point. And yeah. I couldn't argue that because you're just like, look... I don't want to be sued. I'm like, dang, why? <laughs> now, if I could have been like, I love being sued. <laughs> yeah, podcasters, listen to what we're about to say because I think there's some. Yeah. We don't have all the facts yet, and we definitely need to do a little more research on this. But I think that um, I think I brought something up today that actually is a valid point. So for you guys that uh, are newer podcasters or just just podcasters in general, you may want to listen. Steve, go ahead because I can't say it. I can't do it. All right, so. Um, for a little background, obviously, if anyone in there out there is a musician and have written songs, you're probably linked up with BMI or ASCAP. And you know that ASCAP and BMI, as people that are publishing companies, will link your song with some sort of data or something that will actually track when it's being played. That's their job so that we don't have to do it. Problem is, not a, not a problem. The good thing is when people write songs, even if it's uh, um, an instrumental song. Say Quincy Jones writing the um, thing for, uh, he didn't write it for it, but the Quincy Jones title song for Austin Powers that they used. They didn't just say, oh, let's take this instrumental song and everything will be fine. No. They're like, oh, by the way, you have to pay Quincy Jones something. What happened is we have a song that we played during the email segment and Dan brought up a good point. He's like, look, I don't own that song. Neither one of us own that song. And I was like, is it public domain? He's like, I don't know. And I was like, well, if we don't know, everything should be cool because I was, t- you know, I always, it was always a thing where, well, if you're critiquing something, you can play it. 
Number one, we're not critiquing the song. We're just literally using it. It's a bed. Behind our voices. <laughs> a bed. So even that argument goes out the door. Oh, this breaks my heart, and, dude. And so Dan said to me, I was like, well, let's just keep on using it. Because today he said, all right, do you want to use it or not? I said, heck yeah, let's just use it. And he made a good point. He's like, look, dude, I don't want to be sued. And the odd thing is, the coincidence between us, this is why we're so close. I don't want to be sued either. How crazy is that? What, <laughs> what a coincidence. <laughs> we're simpatico. <laughs> we are. It, I mean, it's pretty crazy. Um, so we decided that I'm going to go ahead and make a um, a new bed or three new possibles that Dan can choose from. And... Uh, in, and we're gonna retire this one. I am gonna make a, you know, I try to do it as closely to the theme as possible, but I'm not gonna do it so close that the people are like, not only did you take our song, but you made a song identical to it instead of you, <laughs> instead of that. Let's just do no, it acapella. You, we'll just do it acapella. Exactly. So um, I'm gonna make something that has the same things in it, the same idea, the same spirit of it, but we're not gonna use the email bed anymore. Ugh. So. We're retiring it after the next like two times. Yeah, like it's got to go away, but we got to give you. Oh God, this is I'm, my heart's broken right now, man. Because not only do we use it for this show, like I'm just incriminating the fuck out of ourselves right now, but we also use it for the word, our other podcast, and it's going to die over the next couple of weeks. We have to come back with something more uh, zazzy, if you will. Steve, you've got a lot to live up to. So here's the thing. Um, there's certain songs that you can't use. I mean, like we're just talking about, you can't use these songs. To put it into a different perspective, like the song Happy Birthday just yeah. became public domain not too long ago. And who knows how mm -hmm. old that song is. But I know that there's like a law that came out where they were saying originally, if it was like, you know, 1974, before that, rather, it was public domain. Well, that changed because people got smart. There were, it was basically before the copyright laws kicked in. And all of this is not very versed with me because I was reading through this, which has got me, this is what got me thinking about it in the first place. But, and there's another thing that's been amended too by the current administration where it's like, they said, okay, so it's going to become public domain. I think it's, I want to say it's 95 years after the artist dies or... Oh, God, I can't remember the numbers, but to, so I, I did the math on this one. This song would not be cool for us to use until 2067. So, guys, if you plan on sticking with us until 2067, I'll bring it back. I won't be around. Maybe my my uh, my clone will. But, yeah, we can't do it anymore. So I'm really kind of heartbroken about it because I love it. I know other people like it, too. I will put in the notes what the song is, but I'm not going to say it on the air. All right. Fair. That is totally and utterly fair enough. Got it. So the question is, Steve, do we do it one last time? Yes. All right. I'm going to try and do this with a little bit of gusto, but I'm telling you my heart is broken on this because I really do love this song. Uh, all right. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to uh, podcast history for us because we are eliminating this from our platform, our uh, our protocol, if you will. This is what makes us us, except it's not us. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Contact information coming at you right now. Yeah, whatever. I'm sad now. Ladies and gentlemen. My name is Dan. You're listening to the Heroes of Noise podcast, episode 47. Check this out. If you want to get a hold of us, please reach us at heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. That is heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. On the Twitters, hit us up at, at heroesofnoise. You can reach me, Dan, at danqpublic. That is Dan Q Public. I don't care if you put caps in it. It really doesn't matter. Steve at S-E underscore Hudson Music. We're on Facebook. Uh, we're on Instagram. 
But I gotta step my game up. I say that all the time. It's true. I just don't pay a lot of attention to those kind of things. Facebook's coming back. Instagram, not so much. And uh, you can leave us a voicemail if you go over to www.heroesofnoise.com. That's where we go to play. That's our house. That's where we're. It's nice and clean. I clean up for the guests anytime they show up. You can leave us voicemail there. Hit us up. Say something to us. Tell us we suck. Tell us we're great. Tell us you like the show. Make requests. Uh, dirty, dirty. You know what you could do? You could do like dirty messages. I'll play those too. I don't care, but that's what it's for. You can subscribe to our show. Please do this. This is important. So you go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, any of those. Subscribe to the show. There's a whole bunch more, and I'll eventually put links in there. But you can get a lot of those links at, like I said, www.heroesofnoise.com. And then lastly, go down to the end of the page. Scroll down. Just keep scrolling. There you're going to find our Pods of Justice section, which features podcasts which are, you know, friends of ours. Podcasts that we listen to, podcasts we think you should listen to. We want to rep them, and I think it's important for podcasts to do that. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, this is it. I'm going to let this one ring out a little bit. Listen. Okay, I don't want you to listen too much because still, I don't want to get sued. Anyway, you're listening to the last time we're going to play this one. My name is Dan Ramirez. I'm sad right now, but I'm going to bring it back up. This has been the last... Oh, God, Steve, I'm heartbroken right now. But this is the last time we're going to play this. And I'm going to let it just sort of slowly fade out. And that's the day the song died right there. Although we've come to the end of the road. Hey, stop it. I don't want to get sued. (laughs) (laughs) That was just a random quote. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. That was man. just a random quote. I, I don't want Babyface coming after me. I feel That's like one dude I do not want coming. Yeah, after me. it's a hard time, man. It's a hard sell. It's we don't, we don't have the money to purchase these things. Maybe one day. Uh, too bad. You know, oh. what would be awesome is if we could do this. See, I don't know how that works, but if we had like a radio, like a real radio station to let us do this, that'd be fun. And then we could like send it off. But then we start getting to that wacky morning zoo shit, and I don't want to do that either. But <laughs> I don't know. That's I'm jealous okay. of radio gonna, stations. Gee, I'm not tripping. I'm gonna make a dope one anyway. I'm not tripping at all. I'm ready. Let's go. Maybe people are sick hey. of it. You think? Maybe they're sick of it and they just, you know what, it's time. No. Um, I would like to think that this is what I think. I like, I'm, I'm picturing people like after they turn us off and they're walking into work and they're like, but oh shit, those guys, you know, that's what I was thinking. But I, no, I think it's one of those, I, I, I don't think they paid a, a lot of super, like a bunch of attention to it until we just kind of put their eyes on it this time. And now they're just like, oh, we're going to miss it. And now it's fine. I would beg You're to like, differ. Oh. If that song, if you like the song, let us know. Just out of curiosity. Did, what, did you give a crap about it? Are you glad it's gone? Are you going to miss it? I'm actually very curious about this. So do me a favor and yes, write in please. and let me know. Okay. Or it's, if it's a small did, task. If it's neither. If it's either here. If it's neither here nor there. Yeah. Are you impartial to it? Too. Please. Because yeah. it's going to make maybe Maybe we're going to get a whole bunch of, God, I'm glad it's gone. And then I'll be like, oh, great. Oh, and no. then I'll completely ditch the dog. Ditch the dog. Sorry. Ditch the song. I was going to say ditch the song like a dog on the side of the road that bad people do. That's what I'll do. That's terrible people, actually. Yeah, they're terrible. I hate them. But anyway, let's not let's keep it up. Let's let's uplift the show. Yeah, right let's now. have fun. I heard we got some good stuff. We got some good stuff right here. We got some listener feedback, Dan. We do, we do, and we have listener feedback, Steve. If it's funny, uh, I recently started putting our you know like posting our shows on my regular Facebook page, right? A-firm. So a lot of people that didn't even know I had a show, we had a show. Uh-huh. And it's weird because a lot of them are haters. They just won't even like like it or anything like that. And fuck all of you. But the people that did respond to it. I'm serious about that. Like, I have to do a dick joke to get a like. You know what I mean? I got You know what I'm saying? I'm sad. I'm sad my father passed away. Nothing. 
Fucking ghost town. Good lord. But then I'll be like, hey, look, it's a picture of a dick. And then everyone likes it. It's the stupidest thing ever. But anyway, like I'm saying, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and stay on the straight and narrow today, Steve. I'm sorry, but I've got... Yes, I see this. You're doing a good job. It's a bittersweet moment for me. But anyway, like I'm saying, uh, people that have responded to the show that are coming over, guys, thank you very much. It's weird because I've known you for so long, but now you're listening and I really appreciate that. And then, of course, all of our new listeners that came over from like Pop Culture Leftovers or just finding the show on accident, welcome to the show. If this is the first time you heard it, we're not usually, I'm not usually so, I don't know, I'm happy. Now I'm happy. Now I'm sad. Now I'm happy. Now I'm sad. But that actually sounded like I was happy when I was sad, didn't it? But anyway. It really did. Yeah, I'm all, I'm, guys, going through some shit. But anyway, this one comes from a friend of mine from the fifth grade. How about that? Jesus. From the fifth grade. Isn't that amazing? But it's addressed to you. So, Shannon, what's up with that? Oh, what's going on? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I get a little, get a little note at the end, yes. Shannon, but, you know. <laughs> Whatever. Yes. It's all about Steve's laugh now. I guess I got to come up with a gimmick. Oh, stop. <laughs> Maybe I should change it to ha, ha, ha. I'm just playing. No, don't ever change that laugh, man. It's wonderful. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. So, yeah, anyway, guys, in all seriousness, we got a message from my friend Shannon from the fifth grade. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and read it to you. You ready? Let's do it. It says, I was listening to episode 46, and Steve was talking about finals and studying. He said that there was something he didn't understand, but did not ask in class because everyone else said they understood. And he found out that the other students didn't understand either. I just wanted to say that I teach college, and I know that even at that level of education, people don't want to be that person who the teacher has to explain things over and over again because they don't get it. I tell my students there is no such thing as a dumb question, and I honestly believe that. I know that if one student has a question from something I have said, others do as well. Please don't be afraid to ask questions, Steve. Don't do it. And then it says, uh, they almost always help more than just you. I love your podcast. You guys are awesome. Full disclosure, I've known Dan since the fifth grade, but I don't think that makes me biased in any way. And then there's a smiley face. So is she biased? I don't know. But it says, keep it up. Shannon. Shannon, thank you very much. It's nice to hear from you in this forum, and I'm really glad that you're listening. Seriously, I'm glad that you like the show. Seriously. And and you know what? It really helped because you're right. No one wants to be that person. No one wants to be the student that's sitting there being like, um, so anyway, we're going to go on to the next thing, variables. And someone's like, whoa, 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 whoa. About that whole thing you said before, what does that mean? And they're like, explain it. Okay, cool. Now, on to variables. Whoa, 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 whoa. So what you're saying is this, 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 this. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Got it? Uh, pretty much. Although I don't really understand, then why would this be the... You don't want to be that person. However, that person probably is speaking for the class. The class is like, yeah, I didn't understand it either. We were just going to go past it and hope to God we understood it when we got home. So being that person is probably a really good thing. And I'm trying to learn to be that person it's just, I mean, when no one's raising their hand, dude, I mean, no one, you're like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do it. But I got to learn, like Shannon said, just be the person. There's no such thing as a stupid question. No such thing. So I'm going to do that from now on. Thank you. Hey, so I have a question, not to like contradict what you guys are saying, because I think that's a good thing, you know, like to be the advocate for the people that don't want, that don't know and are afraid to ask. But whatever happened, it's just staying after class and be like, hey, man, I don't get this. Can't you can't? Oh, because like because the, it's the shuffle of one class to another. Yes, one class, like as in people are poking their head in the door ten minutes before the class is done, being like, "Oh, are you guys done?" And so they're just going from one to one to one to one, next, 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 which is a problem too. Where there's so many people, especially at Fresno City, that that is just a back to back to back to back to back. I mean, it is just there's so many students there. It's crazy. 
but it's one of the best city colleges in the in the nation, which is dope. But um, it makes sense that someone would want. And now some of the teachers have office hours, but sometimes their office hours are like, hey, I have to go to a meeting. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to do this. So even even sitting with them is hard. And then they say, well, there's tutors. So you go to the tutors and the tutors are not just helping you. They're helping 10 other people. So you can't even sit with the tutors one on one. True. And then you might you might end up like utilizing all of your time, like you're wasting all of your time, like you've got places to be in your normal life. too. Okay. Exactly. And so you just have to be like, okay, well, look, I'm not going to go forward until this is like what Shannon is saying from now on. I'm just going to be like, well, I can't move forward until I understand this. And if they're like, we have to get through this, we have to get through this um, PowerPoint. I need to understand that is not my issue. You're the goal is like, um, I remember, uh, I've, I've said this before, a musician told me when they were like, do you do lessons? I was like, no, nah, I, I don't do lessons. It's hard for me to teach something. They said, that means you don't really know it. You can only- t- if, <laughs> It's got to go all means, extreme all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you don't know music if you can't teach music. Because if you know something to its bare bones, you could teach a four-year-old the music because you know it to its bare bones. If someone's just like, it's too, it's too complicated for me to tell you right now. Well, then you don't know it. Because you should be able to break it down and be like, oh, I know how to get this into your brain so that it will click for you. But some teachers have been teaching so long that the fact that you don't understand it doesn't make sense to them. They're like, how do you know get this? And I get that because they've been teaching it for 30 years. So physics is like, come on. You don't understand this. You know what I'm saying? Right. But for us, we're like, literally, you are speaking a different language. We don't know what. Like for me, physics was, you remember, it was impossible. I made it through, but it was freaking impossible for me to get, except for the fact that teacher was willing to say, here's how I can put it into your brain that you get. And they would, he would hand me something where I can touch it and actually be like, oh, this is what you're saying. Because that's how I learn, apparently. Whereas other teachers would be like, well, you're going to have to just get in your book, figure it out, read through the chapter one, do the chapter examples at the end and call it a day. So Shannon, you're right. I'm going to start asking more questions. I appreciate that, especially coming from a teacher. I appreciate that. Let's give it up for all the teachers of the world, Steve. I think they deserve it, right? They're out there in the, I mean, out there in the field, just, just brightening minds, filling them with all this good stuff. I, they freaking are. I mean, I know, I don't know about them, but I believe the children are the future. Don't get us sued. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you? T- I don't even understand. What I'm, all, I'm all paranoid. Right I, no, no, you're right. We should just teach them well and let them lead the way. I, thank you. That's what I. I mean, that's what I'm saying. And I know for you, you don't understand. I mean, you do. But I'm, I'm talking to Shannon. Um, you make such a difference. I mean, my son. Teachers have shaped his life at Edison. Teachers have shaped his life. He went from I'm going to USC to um, after blasting through econ. He's like. Oh, no, 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 no. You're not going to, I'm not leaving with uh, a dollars $50,000 of debt. I'm like, really? He's like, no, I'm not leaving with $30,000 of debt. I'm not leaving with any debt. I'm like, wow, these teachers are shaping his brain saying, don't do what we did. Do it differently. So Shannon, you're making a difference. You're making a difference. There's no question. My son comes back. I mean, I know that you, for your son, I'm sure there was like math in the high school where you really couldn't help them anymore because they're so advanced now. 
And if don't even get me started with math, bro. I'm terrible. So yeah, don't don't, don't do it. Dan. <laughs> it's so bad. Don't do it. It's so bad. Dan, you know we've had this conversation yeah. before. Okay. Well, one of these days, maybe you can quiz me, and then you'll expose me for the uh, the sham I am. Because trust me, bro, math is not my thing. Well, for me, um, math. Uh, and they said musicians are normally good at math. I'm not. I just don't understand it. It doesn't. It doesn't. However I'm thinking isn't thinking the way, and my son is just like, these things are easy for him. If it's numbers, he, it just makes sense to him. For him, I have to help him with English because he can't read a thing like, what, oh, this is so off topic, but Shannon, you'll get this. Shannon, what my son does is with numbers, it's quick. Boom, 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 boom. If you put that same equation in a paragraph and read the equation, he's like, I don't understand what's happening right here. What's just happened? If you give him a paragraph and say, all right, now that you've read this, what do you think Donnie was thinking when he ran into the bus bus driver? He's like, what do you mean? What do I think he was thinking? It needs to be one plus one equals this. I don't want no. What do you think? What could you extrapolate from this paragraph? That's not how my son's brain works. It needs to be this plus that is a guaranteed number. Can't be no. With English, he's just like, okay, I don't know. I don't know what I just, I just read something about some kid. Be like, yeah, but what do you think he felt when he ran into his friend that said that he was on a date, but in reality, he wasn't on a date. He was, he just didn't want to go out with him. Maja's like, what, what, what? I don't know. That's how my son's brain works. It's numbers, but not, not, he doesn't like to read things that, or get into things that you have to extrapolate from. And um, for me, it's the opposite. I love reading and extrapolating things. I love that. But when numbers get in front of my face, automatically my brain is like, yeah, we're going to shut the lights off now. We're done. Have fun though. You do your thing. But we're going to go ahead and go on vacation as soon as they see numbers. Except for music. Like when they're, someone writes out a chart for me to read music, I could read those numbers, no problem. But actual numbers, not a chance, man. So I don't know how that worked, but I think that unfortunately we have a generation and it's my generation. I'm not the only one that's scared of math. A lot of people my age are scared of math. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know why. Like, Dan, you're saying you're not good at math. Terrified. Terrified of math. But the thing is, what if we just, oh, I don't want to say, do my teachers listen? No, they don't. What if we just didn't have good teachers? Well, no, I mean... I'm just trying to tell you, dude. Okay, what if? I'll, I'll answer that with, you know, there what if go. that's the case. Yeah. But I'm just yes. trying to tell you there's just certain things that I'm not good at. And that's one of them. It really <laughs> it's is. Like the end. The end, no matter what teacher. <laughs> you know, doesn't matter. Teacher. Yeah, we can put any kind of factor you want into it. I'm just recognizing that that is a weak point for me. You don't want me doing your books is what I'm getting at. Oh, that, no, that, that's the truth. But yes, back to the original point. Thank you so much, Shannon. And now my brain is going to be reeling and I'm going to be the, people are going to hate seeing me walk in the door. They're going to be like, did he drop the class? Please, Lord, did he drop the class? Because I'm going to be asking questions like crazy. So I'm going to blame it on you, Shannon. All the students that are going to be mad at me, it's going to be because of you, because I'm asking questions like a mug. Anyway, on to the next. You guys got me yeah. wanting to go back to school. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I need to recharge my brain up a little bit. I like this conversation that, well... I mean, I'm not really having it with you. You're, you know, you're speaking your mind and as eloquently as you always do. But you kind of got me wanting to go back to school, man. It's, you know what? I don't think I'm going to stop. I think even after I finish, I'm going to continuously go only because I'm literally learning things that I'm just like, I've never thought of it like that. And it's just because they're saying, oh, did you know this? Like there's, um, 
there's things that I thought I knew that I don't know to its bare bones. Like, I didn't know that was the beginning of it, and that's why we do it like this now. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Learning is just fun. I love it. I just, after this, I'm going to only take classes that I want. Like, I'm going to take, like, philosophy classes. Things I like after I'm done. I love computers, don't get me wrong. But I'm going to do things that I just really, really like. Maybe a an advanced jazz improv class just to me, like, even though, you know, I, well, I, I never humble on music. I'm dope on that. But I want to be like, but is there something I'm missing? Because there might be something like, well, why are you playing it like that when this is clearly like this? And I'll be like, oh, that whole semester was worth that. Cool. I know that now. So I'm only going to take classes I want, but I don't think school is ever, ever a bad thing. Just learn something you want to learn. Yeah. Go. Like, you got, guys, you got to understand, particularly our newer listeners, you've got me at this weird time in my life. Like, if you were to go back, I had my shit, like, I knew exactly where I was going, and things have changed a little bit. So I'm sort of, like, reprocessing things, reevaluating things, and I think I want to go back to school, not necessarily to, like, change careers or anything, but yeah. I just want to be, uh, as Steve puts it, in the conversation about things. So... Yeah, guys, you know what? I applaud, I applaud the both of you, Shannon, for teaching and then Steve for being a fantastic student, it sounds like. But I think I'm going to go back and get my learn on again, dude. Seriously. Well, well I know for me, uh, even whatever, physics, whatever. Uh, but I know with the computer science, I, I'm like, I don't feel like I'm learning anything until someone talks computers with me. And I'll say something. I'll be like, where did that come yeah. out? <gasps> where did that, that, that come out of my mouth? It, for real, literally that quick. I'll be like, oh, no, 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 no. Because you, what you do is you would send it to this. I'm like, wait a minute. How did I even... Because my brain is like, no, 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 now you know that. Even though you're like, I don't get it, I don't get it. Like you, you're in chapter eight, you didn't get chapter seven, but you got one through six. You're in chapter nine, you got one through seven. You feel like you're not keeping up, but your brain retained everything. And now I know all these things. There's a great, there's a great, uh, for you, there's a great podcast right now out called Without Fail. And what it is, is it talks about successful people that were successful and then lost everything. Okay, I didn't no, fucking saying, lose everything, Steven. No, 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 no. I'm, not, I'm saying for me, it's like when I, you know how I'm trying to do the album thing. Yes. And it's just like, um, but what if it doesn't work? And it happened to them. They did something they loved and it didn't work. And they're like, here's how I bounced back from that. Here's how I said, okay, that sucked. One person lost $350 million. Ooh. They had $350 million dollars and it was gone and he's like well then how do you bounce back from that and they explained it to me like well this is this is how you do it and there's only one option dude. it's to start to like shake you're like okay that you have to accept this thing occurred there's no and everywhere i go guess who i am now i'm the person who lost 350 you just have to read when you walk into a building they're like aren't you that woman or that man that lost all that money yes yeah thanks for me. pointing it out exactly that but he's there uh, he and she are like hey this is a reality what do you do now now that that's a reality and it's just like oh so if my album totally tanks accept it digest it and then move the crap on and i was like but and it seems so obvious i know people listening was like well yeah but it's not so much yeah when you fail, you want to kind of sit in it for a while. But they're like, how long can you sit in it? Give yourself some time to sit in it. But then you need to do something. And what if it's not an album again? What if you do an art project? What if you do something else? But do something. And then maybe fail at that. And then get up, dust yourself off, and do it again. 
And I'm like, geez, not saying that it's not going to, that I would love it for it to happen to me, but chances are I'm never going to lose $350 million. They're like, no, I lost something that most people will never get. And I lost. Yeah. I just want to find $350 million. Exactly. I lost that. And I was able to say, okay, what next? If I can do that, every one of you can do that. Every one of you can do that. So um, I think it's a good thing for anyone to, see, to anyone to, 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 to check out. Because for me, like I said, failure has been not. I don't talk about it much only because, you know, we're on the podcast. We're having fun. Failure has <laughs> so, been thanks for reminding me. I apologize. <laughs> no, like failure has been a huge thing for me for the last two years. Like failure after failure after failure after failure. And it sucks. But. I mean. I have to dust myself off and do it and, and do something else. Like this, this podcast is one of the first things and being a father and being a son, stuff like that is the first thing or the things that I do so well. Those are the first things that I just did amazingly good. That's why I put so much into the podcast. Cause this is something that I can, if someone's like, you're not that great at podcasting, I could say you're a liar. I'm, I'm really good at this thing. I can talk very well. I'm having fun. I enjoy doing it which is why uh, this thing is so important to me and which is why it's so scary to do something like an album where what if I fail? That's okay because apparently you're good at something. You're doing the podcast, you're fine. Maybe you just need to clean up that, you know, the music ending at this track or do something like that. Just keep going forward. Do it. If you have a dream, do it. I could go on like this forever, but I mean... Like literally, man. I'm listening. I, you know, it's no, a, you're but, on fire today, and and thank you very much because I think you are a uh, a beacon of light today. I apologize, guys. I, it's it's a weird show for me, kind of weird. Like I, I, um, Steve's actually holding it up right now, and I appreciate that, dude. Thank you. No, it's, if it, you've it, listened it, back, no, real quick. If you've listened yeah. back, and I'm not like making excuses or anything like that, but if you listen yeah. back, there's a clear difference in my life right now. And every once in a while, I start kind of getting down in a little, like down in it. And I think it might be one of those times, but you're right, Steve. You said it right, like right from jump. This is a podcast. This should be, as one person that I spoke to recently said, an escape. So let's let them escape. I apologize, guys. I'm going to snap right the fuck out of this here and let's get back to it. No, I mean, it is an escape. And it's the goal is to let people, um, I'm never going to be like this, 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 down, down, yeah. down. I'm always going to be like, there is a sunshine right. at the, at the, at the other side. And like, for me again, like I told you, it's just been failure. I just don't, I don't, I tell you sometimes it's been failure after failure for me. And it's like, this is a success. This is a success. I remember when I told you in the beginning, I was like, if three people listen to my, to uh, my voice talking and three people listen to Dan's voice talking and they listen to uh, uh, the word four people. I'm happy because someone took the time out of their day to say, I want to listen to those two talk about whatever they're talking. Yeah, for sure. That's insane to me. That's, that is so insane. Knowing how valuable a person's time is, how crazy the world is. They're turning the world off and turning us on. Yeah. We owe owe them that. We owe them that. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah, for sure. So the least I can do is tell them you're going to fail in life. That doesn't matter. Just suck it in, enjoy it. Be like, you know what? This sucks. Let me wallow in it. This is garbage. But then you have, it's a requirement to now get up. Unfortunately, it's a requirement to now get up because that's the only way you're going to be like, all right, dust myself off. Because in life, what I found is every time I failed and then I succeeded at something, someone I run into later on in life 
is failing and I'm like, oh crap, I did that same thing. I can tell you right now it gets better because I went through it. I can tell you, yes, I, it gets fine. I did that same thing. And I'm like, oh, that's why I failed. The universe let me fail because like one day you're going to run into a kid that's like my album sales didn't do well. And I could sit down with him and be like, oh, my brother. <laughs> Neither did mine. And it's going to hurt. It is going to suck. But the next album I did sucked too. The next one did too. But that fifth album, fourth album, that's where it happened. So start your journey now and don't wait till 40 like me. Make your five garbage albums now. <laughs> Get them out your system because one of them might be a hit. But I'm able to go through this, just like for you with your, there's a lot of things that you're able to teach your son because you did the same thing that he's about to do. You're like, don't do that, please. I did this so that you wouldn't. Don't, just don't. And I think for the world, a lot of us are doing things so uh, other people in the world don't have to. You know what I'm saying? Totally. I'm glad that I'm it makes glad perfect Shannon, sense, man. Shannon, you sparked this, you know. Shannon, you sparked this conversation. Thank you for writing in. I wasn't even thinking about this. Thank you. That's all I have to say about it. I really, I feel good. I feel like I got something off my chest and I didn't even know it was on my chest. Good on you, man. I'm happy for you. And I, you know what? Yes, I appreciate it. Yes. Yeah, I'm glad that you're feeling this. It's good because it's like an explosion that just came out right now. And you're actually making... I don't, need, I don't know where it came from. Well, that's good though, you know? And I think, I think I just kind of figured it out while you were talking right now. Because, you know, and I know you'll vouch for me on this, is that for the longest time, I would always keep things kind of like close to my chest. I wouldn't really give out too much of me. It was always about, well, let's just talk about movies and whatever, you know? And in recent times, I've actually started to sort of speak out a little bit more or maybe not necessarily speak out a little bit more, but uh, open myself up publicly. Yes. And yes. it's weird the timing that I chose that, though, because, it, you know, it's kind of a trippy time right now. But and Ooh. it is, you know, and I know that, again, Steve, if you will, vouch for me. This is I'm, I'm going through some shit. So I'm yes. trying to find my groove again, guys. So please don't give up on the kid. I'm, we're we're going to be fine. And you've got this wonderful, positive man on the other side of the microphone telling it like it is. So thank you very much, Steve. I've, I, you know, it's 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 uh, um, one day I'm going to get into my life story. And my life story is a fairly brutal one. And one day we're going to talk about it. What made me the positive person? Because sometimes when life is, uh, you know, tough when you're growing up, you have no choice but to, woohoo, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> oh you have no, you gosh, have no choice dude. but to do what? To, you know, you have to. You have to. Um, when life is tough, you got to move forward. Yeah, but you, you said know? something specifically. What do you do? You you. Wahoo? Oh my goodness. I don't know. Man. It's getting a little <laughs> bit emotional over here. And one day we're gonna talk about it. Oh, was that like be... you was that you uh holding something back? Dude, what is going on with me, man? It's the fucking weather? What is it? I don't understand what's going I on. I don't know. Jesus. Welcome to the heroes of crying. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. What the I don't know, man. Anyway, what have we been watching? Fuck, yeah. Okay, hi. You guys came here. If you looked on the art, you know, I could just picture someone that's like looking on the art right now of the show and they're like, oh, they're going to talk about this, this, and this. Then they get sad sack over here. They get the the death of our of our email bed and then they get you crying. So yeah, let's turn it around. It's time to turn it yes, around. Yes, let's do it because I'm I, the thing is, life is good, people. I promise you life is good. Pro life is freaking fantastic. And I think, I blame this on Shannon. <laughs> Thanks, Shannon. Thanks for listening. Jesus. What a great conversation that was. I feel alive. I feel alive. Let's bring it up. Yes.
Let me tell you about the time my dog died. All right. You know what? Yeah, it's time to turn this shit around. I'm sorry, guys. I got a little real there for a second. Steve got really real, and I'm glad that you did. So uh, moving on with the show, Steve, let's let's bring it back to what we came here to do. We may it's we are the heroes of noise. Let's make some noise. Let's rock. Dan, so earlier this (laughs) it's so funny. Earlier this (laughs) Why am I laughing at this? I get a random text of it and Dan says, Hey, what do you think about Jim Brewer? I was like, whoa. I haven't for like 10 years, actually. But now that you bring him up, I um I don't really like his stand-up. I loved his goat was it Goat Man? Goat Boy. But- that was so funny, G. You've seen his stand-up before though? Like really like watched uh, it? I saw it years ago. He had one on like HBO. Right. And I watched that and I was like, he's fine. He's fine. But he seems like, you know, on um Half Baked, he seems like that guy in real life. No. But just not as this. Yeah, I can like, I can totally see what you're talking about on that there, man. But I was like, his eyes are half kind. I was like, <laughs> okay, is this is that just him? Yeah. Is that his thing? That's all. But apparently, Dan was like, hey, would you like to go to a concert? Would you like to go to the thing? I'm like, oh, you know, no, I'm a pass. But Dan, you went, right? I did. Yeah. What it was, was this local promoter in town, his name's Art Silva, and he had a birthday bash, which he has, guess what, mm-hmm. once a year, right? Because that would make sense for the birthday bash. So Jim Brewer happened to be in town. I guess they've had, they've been trying to work this out for a couple of years, and that just happened to be yes. the night that it all worked out because uh, yes. Jim Brewer is actually touring for, with, I should say, with Metallica. He's opening up yes. for Metallica. So Metallica just came through. I didn't get to go. I was kind of sad about that. Seemed to be a star-studded event, but uh, there's Jim Brewer, and he's opening up the show. So the night before, he decided to do this. There's this place called Fulton 55, a very small place, and uh, it was kind of an odd setting. I'm going to say that. I guess I'll start talking about that. Um, What it was was several local acts, several local comedians, and it was kind of like a uh, a motley crew of sorts. You know, I mean, it was was a weird mix. I, I will say that. There was a band that opened up by the name of the Redcoats. They're a local band. I just want to give them a shout out because... There were there are certain acts I did not enjoy. I'll say that. But okay. these guys okay. stood out to me. They had a very white stripes kind of sound. They had a really good stage presence and they sort of woke me up because when we first got there, I was like, oh, OK, well, you know, it's the opening act. It'll it'll get a little bit better. And then another act right. came on. I'm like, oh, OK, <laughs> where's Jim? You know, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> and then, of course, and then, of course, the Redcoats came out and these guys killed it. They're a young band. I don't really know how young they are as far as, you know, like chronologically. I don't know how yeah. how young the band is itself. I don't know how long they've been around for, but they've got this fantastic stage presence. And apparently the singer wasn't feeling very well, but he still mm-hmm. killed it. So I got on Facebook, as I do, you know, when I appreciate something and I decided to just, you know, chat him up a little bit and give him a compliment. So I just want to say that if you're in the Fresno area, San Joaquin Valley area, and you happen to hear of the Redcoats, check them out. I think they're good. I think they deserve a plug. So that said, on to Jim Brewer. So yeah, it's not really all about Goat Boy or anything like that for me. And it's truly not really about Half-Baked either, though I liked the movie. I've seen it a bunch of times. But Jim Brewer to me has always been a very good storyteller. So when I first got Sirius Satellite Radio back, oh God, I think it was like 2006 or something like that. I got it for yes. Howard Stern specifically. So yes. waiting for Howard Stern to come on, I discovered the Jim Brewer show. I forget what it was called, but it was him and three of his buddies. And it was just hilarious because all it really was is storytelling. And if you're a Jim Brewer fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The man can tell some amazing stories. He's the kind of guy that has these stories just in his arsenal at all times. They're Saturday Night Live stories, you know, stories about his family, stories about him on tour. A lot of them happen to do with his dad, um, 
on the radio show. He would talk, he would incorporate his dad a lot into it. So, mm-hmm. you know, fast forward to 2018, I'm watching Jim Brewer. I was really excited to check this out because I just love the way this guy tells stories. And he did not disappoint whatsoever. He came on about 1030 and he just, he's the kind of guy that just sits down. <laughs> he pulled the Cosby really. I know it's a bad thing to say these days, but he just got his stool, sat down and started talking to everybody. And he was wonderful, man. He just told, um, the thing about Jim Brewer is he'll tell a lot of stories that have to do with like back in the day when he would listen to like Iron Maiden and Judas Priest, shit that I can relate to. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You know, rock stories. And it was the it was the right place to tell that because it was like a rock venue. So he was telling those kind of stories. But a lot of it. And this is the part that I really find endearing with him is that he talks about his family so much. He's got books out where he tells these stories. Um, he really stayed away from a lot of the he has a, like a like a lot of Metallica jokes that he does because he's friends with them. Uh, he didn't really, I, I'm imagining that he saved that for the next night, you know, but this whole act that he did was like a classic sit down. I, you know, I, I hate to keep using the guy's name because, but I'm going to put it in a way that you'll understand. Uh, there's a, sh- there's a, a movie called Bill Cosby himself. Yes. And where he sits down and he just talks classic. about his family. It's a classic yes. movie. You know, no matter what this man has done, that's a classic movie. Yes. So it was very much in the vein of that. And he just told these wonderful stories, man. But he kept it like lighthearted, right? But then he he would like sock it to us too. It turns out that, and um, it was weird. He just slipped it in like a one sentence, like right at the end. He's talking about how uh, he's like, yeah, so my wife, you know, she has terminal breast cancer, stage four, blah, blah, blah. And he just keeps going. And it's like, holy shit. Like it just socks you. It socks you in the gut a little bit, you know, because you're, I was just, I couldn't help but think like, man, this dude is just doing all this and That's and crazy. preparing for things, you know That's what I mean. Crazy. He's he's getting his he's, he's there's preparations he knows, that are being made. Yes, he knows. Yes. It's he said it's terminal, you know. But the fact that he could go on. I wish I could play some of his stuff, but obviously that's not going to be the case. All I'm going to tell you guys is that uh, if you've never really heard Jim Brewer before, I think you should check it out because he's more than goat boy. He's more than than a half-baked. He tells amazing stories. He has this audio book that I have. It's called I'm Not High because if you've ever seen what he looks like, uh, he doesn't really – he used to smoke pot, I think, but he doesn't do it anymore and um, for like you know years and years and years. But the guy does look like he's high all the time, so it's, it's pretty funny. But again, he was in town to open up for Metallica. And apparently that show just knocked it out of the park. I'm like, again, I'm really kind of sad that I didn't go to that, but I just wanted to talk about that first before I get to my next thing, because uh, Jim Brewer came through town. I found his performance wonderful. Uh, It really brightened up my night. You know what I mean? And and I'm glad that I went. Gail had never seen him before. I had never seen him before, but she'd never really seen his stand up before. And she came out like a true fan, which leads me to the next day. So the first thing that I'm going to talk about that I watched this weekend was uh, it's called Jim Brewer more than me. So, Jim Brewer is he comes from a family. His dad, I believe he said his dad had 10 children and he's an older man. He was an older man. He's now passed. And I think it was when he was around, I want to say like mid 80s is when this is taking place. So this actually came out in 2010. Uh, his dad had gotten to the point where he really kind of gave up on life. His wife had died and he wasn't taking care of himself anymore. He was um he wasn't bathing himself. You know, he just couldn't, he was, he'd given up, you know, he couldn't take care of himself anymore. Jim Brewer had to do this tour. So he yes. thought he was like watching his family. He wasn't really like, you know, he wasn't pointing blame at anybody, but he was just saying, look, I'm watching people kind of just toss him around. Like we're not prepared to take on this responsibility. You know, uh, what home should we get him in? Everyone's going to go through that at some point in their life. So what Jim decided to do was something that, you know, it was, it, 
I commend the guy for it. And I thought it was just so touching. This documentary, again, it's called Jim Brewer More Than Me, is about how he decides that he's going to take his dad, who's getting close to being, you know, to passing, and take him on tour with him for, I think it's like a 20-date tour. And how his dad and him kind of find each other again. You know what I mean? And he has to, I mean, this, this, this is not, this is no easy task. Like this is where he has to change his dad. He has to wipe his dad after he's done going to the bathroom. You know, he has to make sure his dad goes to bed. He has to, his dad's in a wheelchair. He gets him on and off the bus, make sure that he, he feeds him, you know, or otherwise he's not going to take care of himself. But uh, it's something that I think that everyone should watch, man, because it's, um, it was just so goddamn touching, dude, to see that, you know, I, again, I apologize, guys. I'm in a weird, weird spot in my life right now, but um, currently kind of grieving my dad all over again and everything. And I think that's why this resonated with me. My dad's been gone for seven years, but that's this is why it touched me is that, you know, these are the, the kind of moments that you don't get back. If there's all those times in your life where you want to. Oh, I'll just call him later. You know what I mean? Or, oh, God, they're. They're bugging the crap out of me. Stop repeating yourself because you've already asked me this 10 times. Those things right there are people I think you need to really hold on to because you only get that go around one time in life. Speaking firsthand from that, it's something that you should really, really value. You know, if it's going to it's going to cause you a little extra grief or maybe you got to drive a little bit further. And, and I take this one to heart too. be there for your family. And this movie really illustrates like how far someone will go. For the sake of love, even if it's like a total pain in the ass to do, it's mm-hmm. it's a beautiful mm-hmm. movie. It's only like an hour and ten minutes or something like that. And I, uh, if you're curious where you can watch this, you can rent it on Amazon Prime. And I highly recommend you watch this thing. Uh, it shows him go through like it's just so it's so like adorable how he's just constantly playing with his dad, and his dad's like, "Stop it!" You know, like he's he's grouchy, grouchy old man. But and Jim won't let up on him. And even when you know he 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 knows when to stop. But he keeps messing with him because he's not trying to, like, annoy him. He's trying to, like, bring life out of him again. A guy that's just yes. sort of shut down and, you know, he just he wants his, his simple things. He wants to sleep. He wants to eat. He needs to go to the bathroom. That's truly all this guy was doing. But to watch how his dad starts off at the beginning of this thing to where he ends up, like, there's a part. I think they go for, like, I think it's like 10 days of the tour. And then there's a part where he takes him home for a while. And then they have a break. And his dad really was like so he asked him to come back on tour again with him and his dad was just like so happy about that in his own way he's a man of, of very few words and he was mm-hmm. and uh, you know that's the thing that he was saying about him too is like well my dad's always kind of been old to me like my dad when i was growing up this is jim talking um he's saying you know my dad when i was growing up people would ask me about him and i'd be like oh yeah he was in world war ii they're like he wasn't in world war ii do you mean like vietnam he's like no he was really in world war ii he was that much older than him Okay. So another reason that I wanted to watch this is because, again, going back to Sirius Satellite Radio, when he was on his radio show, he would talk about him all the time. And he made it really funny because, again, he's a fantastic storyteller. So it was kind of nice to see the real man that he's talking about and his real interactions with him. And also because he had just told that that, you know, during the stand up or the I guess it's a stand up. But again, it was a whole series of stories um, talking about his wife and it shows her in her healthy phase. You know, the whole thing just really hit close to home. I assure you, this isn't going to be some heartbreaking thing where you're like, Jesus, Dan, like, thanks for letting me watch that. You know, it's not a downer whatsoever. This is more uh, something that I would consider to be a, a main ingredient in your life that I think that people sometimes forget that they need. 
And it's that sense of family that we just get so busy in our lives that we forget about these things of what's, what's really important. You know, there's a million other things out there. There's your career, there's money, there's school, like we were talking about. There's all these things where you're trying to find your happiness, you know, social interactions, uh, the way that you interact with people on social media and whatnot, and just all the little things that, that make us feel good day to day. But when it comes down to it, the finite ingredient, man, is family. At least that's how I feel about it. And I think that this movie really represents that. In the short amount of time that this movie is on again it's like an hour and 10 minutes it's it's beautiful it's a heartwarming story so i can't really uh like up this one enough i think that everyone should watch it Sp- particularly if you've lost family i think it's important uh not not because you're going to go back and go like oh well you know i should have done this or i should have done that but i think that it's it's important because there's still family there you know and 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 that's how i think you should you should turn your focus and know that that I'm just telling you, I think it's very important that you, uh, that family is, is everything. And, uh, I don't know. I could kind of just go on and on about it, but what I'll say is that I, I give this the highest of ratings. So I was thinking about what I could give this one, Steve, in our uh, current rating systems that we do. And I was like, Hmm. So I think I'm just going to go light with it because he's a comedian. You know, I don't want to say anything stupid like five wheelchairs or something like that, but it's a, uh, I'm going to give this one personally, I'm going to give it a five out of five mics because Jim is an amazing person. And you'll see what I'm talking about when you watch this. I don't know what he's like in his real life. You know, I'm sure he's a wonderful person. He seems to have a lot of friends. You, you know, you watch him on social media and whatnot. He's got his, his set of friends, but as a, someone that's doing something for his family right now in the current situation that they're in, I think it's amazing. So again, it's called Jim Brewer more than me. Check it out. Nice. What else you've been watching? bro? You know, I'm going to check that out because uh, that, that you, you sold me on it. I'm not a big Jim Brewer person, but I'm gonna check it out. Um, <clears throat> Uh, just on GP, especially for what he's doing with his wife. I'm going to, uh, and I like, again, I'm, I've never seen him where I didn't like him. I've never seen that situation where I didn't. The only thing that, um, I know from him is a few of his talks and Saturday Night Live. And I liked him on both and half baked and I've liked him on everything. So I will definitely check it out on, um, on, um, the only time I didn't like was when he was on a radio show and I didn't like the other person. I liked him. Yeah. So, yeah, I've always liked him when I come to think about it. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to I'll check it out this week, brother. Yeah. You know, and one more thing. It's like, you know, as with any comedian, I think we were kind of talking about this last week on uh, what was that show that we were talking about? Uh, uh, ah, God dang it. It was the stand up one that we were talking about, Steve. Oh, um, uh, uh, um, inside jokes. <laughs> inside jokes. Thank you very much. So. Like, you know, like you're saying, you have to work your craft. You have to, you know, you can play it to one audience and it may not go as well. And then you can play it to the next one and you crush. Jim Brewer is much like that, like any other comedian. He's, I've heard some of these stories before. When he came, it was weird. Gail really didn't hear too much about him or know too much about him, I should say. So we're driving to the gig and I'm like, well, let's put on Pandora and I'll just at least give you a sample of what he's like. And what was weird is that it turned out that the story that we heard, which is a hilarious story about him working in Sears and uh, jacking with a new guy and pretending he was, um, because it was back in the day, of course, and pretending he was Gaddafi and he was going to call in a bomb threat to the Sears and blow up the mall. All the feds got involved and everything. It was, it's actually quite hilarious. Uh, that was one of the stories that he told. I'm like, oh shit, of all the ones that you could have heard, <laughs> you heard, we both heard this story that we'd never heard before. And this is one of the first jokes that he comes up with. He's that guy. No, you're going to hear these stories again, but he does amazing impressions. He can do Tracy Morgan better than anyone I've ever heard. He can do, uh, is it Lauren Michaels for SNL? Yes. Yeah. He can do yes. Lauren like, like better than anyone. Um, there's just a certain thing that he has, uh, the way that he incorporates like sound effects with his microphone, this, the whole bit, check him out. Okay. Here's another example. Getting back to Bill Cosby himself. You know how Bill Cosby would do that thing with a dentist drill 
And yes. just the way that he yes. used his microphone to create sound mm-hmm. effects, he's very much like that too. I'm not Dope. saying he's anything like Bill Cosby, but um, you'll, you'll get the point. So yes. guys, again, check it out. It was, it was awesome. So getting back to another thing that I watched, I just watched this last night and then I ended up uh, catching the end of it this morning. Uh, I've been telling you that I've been watching Shudder. Yes. I have the Shudder you know, subscription now and I, I think you might end up getting that. And again, I can't even tell you how much this is up your alley. So you need to get this dude because you're going to, I think a good amount of your material that you talk about over the coming weeks when you get this thing is going to be around oh, Shutter. And a matter of fact, um, shout out to my boy Michael on uh, Twitter. He hooked me up with a, a little hookup for Shutter. So, hey, looking at you, homie. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, nice. Way to go, bro- brother Michael. <laughs> yeah, brother Michael. And I was like, yeah, thank you, man. All right. That's yeah, awesome. So he, got, he, he DM'd me a little hookup. So it's always thank you, man. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, brother. Mr. Winkley in the house hooking me up. Thank, and I'm going to get it because I've heard a few good things where the people that don't like it aren't horror fanatics. I'm a horror fanatic. And you know, I'll even like a bad zombie movie. So why am I not getting this thing? It doesn't make any sense to me, but I think you're probably focusing on your schooling right now, which makes a lot of sense. You know, that makes That's sense. Probably Focus on your schooling. You have time to maybe the vacation is going to be the perfect time for you to start doing this. But uh, there's something that's on right now, Steve, that's a Shutter exclusive. And you may have seen it circling around Twitter. You know, um, if you have it popping up on your Facebook, you might see it there, too. But it's uh, it's a movie called You Might Be the Killer. Have you heard anything about this movie? I have not heard anything about this. I don't even know. Never heard it. All right. So You Might Be the Killer it's super entertaining, bro. Just, I'm going to start off by saying that it's super entertaining. Uh, we were talking about last week or maybe the week before how, at least I know I was, that I'm really embracing movies with a little bit of a lower budget now because I know what they're trying to do or I see what they're trying to do. And when they do it right, it really sticks the landing. Well, this kind of falls in the comedy, horror, whodunit category. Okay, so I'm going to give you the uh, and you'll know exactly where kind of movie it is when I read the synopsis. So it says a camp counselor suffering from blackouts finds himself surrounded by murder victims. He turns to his horror movie enthusiast friend who is actually played by Allison Hannigan. Uh, for advice and to contend oh, yeah. with yeah and to contend with the idea he may actually be the killer that is the premise of the movie what it is it's a guy named Sam who's played by Fran Kranz who is a uh, he has his family owns a like a you know like a summer camp think of like Crystal Lake so we kind of know what we're talking about one of those camps like Friday the 13th this is yeah. a slasher movie okay first and foremost it's a slasher movie and it's near somewhere in Louisiana is the way I took it because at one point in time he tells this story of and I'm not going to spoil the movie for you but he tells this story of um, it's like a legend thing and back you know in the swamps there was this this uh, evil that was floating around and when the Cajuns came and they moved in things really bad started happening and it just turns out that this medicine man came and kind of like isolated this evil into this one particular area I'm being very vague about things and it stayed there for a long time until someone awoken it and things happen. Okay. So the killer, it's all, it's all revolved around a mask. That's all I'm going to say. But the, uh, the mask itself to kind of give you a, a visual, of what it looks like, it looks very much like something that Stanley Ipkiss would wear. in. I think I said Stanley, Stanley Ipkiss would wear in the mask slash Jason slash group. That's what the mask looks like. Okay. And yes. so the whole idea of this movie is uh, when you his uh, his relationship with Allison Hannigan, who plays Chuck, she's a horror enthusiast, is Sam wakes up 
And he's like, holy shit, there's all these dead people around me. I don't know what's going on. So he gets he gets Chuck involved. Again, she's a horror enthusiast that works in a comic shop. And, and she, that's how she's in the movie the entire time. She's basically on the other side of the phone with him. But she plays okay. a fairly big part in the movie. And it's how she kind of helps him maneuver through things. And it's again, it's a whodunit, but it's also peppered with comedy. Uh, some of the other people in the movie, you might know Brittany S. Hall. Do you know who that is? I do know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it there. Yeah. She, she, pl- yeah, uh-huh. she plays Imani and she's great in it too. But, um, the other people I didn't really recognize, but I'll give them some props. There's uh, Jenna Harvey who plays Jamie. There's Brian price who plays Steve quote unquote, the kayak King who there's a funny part with him involved with it that has to do with uh, Sam. And that's all I'm going to say. Uh, this movie is something that I think you guys should watch. If you're not watching shutter or if you are watching shutter and you haven't seen this movie yet, this is the one that you should be watching. I found it way entertaining. It, it's um, it's a movie that knows exactly what it is. It's not trying to sell you something and you're like, oh, God, they really just missed the mark on this one completely. This movie knows exactly what it's doing. And it has just enough comedy in it to make it you know, really pleasant and enough gore in it to make it an actual horror movie. So it's a total slasher flick. It's a summer camp flick. You've seen these before, but not like this one before. I highly recommend this one, Steve. I'm going to go ahead and give it a... Uh, I'm going to give it four machetes, four machetes out of five, Steve, just on the simple fact that it was it, it was crazy entertaining. You know what I mean? You sold me a Britney Assology. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right when you said her name, I was like, what yeah. is he talking about right now? Yeah. And again, <laughs> you know, I, you know, you would uh, kind of like. You'd, you'd sort of put like this regulation on one of your ratings last week. And, and I'm going to say this too. That, like this is, a, this is a low budget horror slash comedy movie. So for what it is, I think it deserves a higher rating because you can go terribly wrong when you have low budget movies. I've said this before. Mm-hmm. Um, this one really sticks a landing. It's not something that's going to sweep the nation. You know what I mean? But as far as the movies that are on Shutter right now that I've seen, this is definitely a standout. And you'll, you know, I've been hearing about it on Twitter and whatnot. I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to check this one out. I need to talk about something. I, I want to talk about this. And there's not a lot of movies playing right now, though that's about to change coming up this weekend. Um, yeah, it's going to be a busy weekend. But uh, yeah, again, I highly recommend it. So check it out. All over it, brother. All over it. I'm going to check it out I guess as, as soon as I get my um my free month. Yeah, that's the thing, guys. Like, seriously, I didn't even think about that. You can actually, it's just like any streaming service. You can go on for at least a, if your free month is great. And I, I have actually had seen that uh, promotion. But most of the time, it's like a free week. Utilize your week. Sit down and watch that one. Watch uh, Dead Wax is another one. And again, they have all the Stephen King movies on there right now, or a good majority of them on there right now. Uh, now's the time to be watching it. They have other movies that are coming out that are, like Gail's been, like I said, she's been watching all those Christmas Hallmark movies, right? So now I get to repay because there's a lot of Christmas horror movies on there. So we're going to be watching those together, too. Nice. Now, this brings us to uh, the thing is, this next show that I'm about to tell you what that I've been watching is a show that I thought that you is right up more your alley than mine. Because as much as I'm a fan of Sons of Anarchy, mm-hmm. you're a bigger fan of Sons of, An- of Anarchy. Like, that's one of your favorite shows, right? Definitely. I loved it, but Dan loves Sons of Anarchy. And one of the people on Sons of Anarchy was a man by the name of Kim Coates. He's, an, he's a star, a co-star. I would say he's the star of a new show on Netflix called Bad Blood, a Netflix original starring him and Anthony, Anthony LaPaglia. You've seen Anthony LaPaglia, and if you haven't seen him, you've seen his brother Jonathan LaPaglia, who looks like a ripped version of Anthony. Um, 
And what it is is, a, it's, <laughs> this is the weird part. It's about a Canadian mafia. I was like, what? I didn't even know Canada had a mafia. They have a mafia. I think everyone has a mafia, actually. <laughs> Apparently. They get around. But I'm saying like as, rec- as recently as like 2006. Okay. They were like beheading folks, right? Yeah. And it's about Kim Coates is a person who's not technically in the family, but he's done so much dirt that he is now part of the family. That's how much dirt Kim Coates has done for the mafia. They're like, uh-uh, he's a son now. He is more a son than the sons that are in our family. He doesn't have the last name, but he has done enough dirt that he's part of the family. And it's about the relationship between this mob boss and Kim Coates and how the son of the mob boss is like, but I'm your son. Shouldn't I be the one who takes over this family? He's like, no, I want you to go legit. Everyone wants their son to go legit. They're like, we don't want you in the business like we are. We want you to actually do something. Be a CEO, be that thing. And he's like, no, I want to be my father. But anyway, it's, it's, it's a really cool story about the inner political thing in the mafia or, or in this Canadian mafia where, you know, look, if you're going to be the henchman, that's all you're going to, even though they say you're family, you're never going to have the last name. So what does that mean? If someone has to take the fall, are you sure it won't be you before technical family? And that's an interesting question because you still don't have the last name. Kim Coates doesn't have the last name. And it's interesting to see how he's weaving this thing. And I, I watched it over the course of two days. But what I will say, I'm not going to give this movie like a five out of five. It's a series. Will, I'm sorry. It's a series, correct? A series. Okay. I wouldn't give it. I would say if you have nothing to do, I would give it three out of, I would say three out of five. No, I'd say three out of five handguns. There we go. Cause they use those quite a bit as they do. Yeah. <laughs> as they do. I would say it's a, an interesting watch. If you have nothing to do, it's a fun situation where you don't have to be sitting in front of the TV to get what's happening. You can kind of listen and you can tell what's going on. But Kim Coates is terrific as, u- terrific as usual. His face lends itself to not trusting him. Like when he gets in someone else's face, you're like, I buy that Kim Coates would do something. I believe him. And that's what he's doing. He's, he's really that guy who he went from a normal little runner to the mob boss taking an interest in him saying, I like the cut of your jib. And him rising through the ranks without that mafia last name. And how he did that. That's a, I mean, it's crazy when you look at it. It's insane. Because normally you have to have the last name. And so it's a fun, bad blood. It's fun. It's perfectly fine. It's something that is going to, you know, you know, get you through a good Saturday, Sunday. So if you have a chance, check it out. That's Bad Blood, uh, Netflix original, which they're pumping out. Uh, check it out. You'd like it. I'm checking it out right now, actually, and it looks like there's two seasons. So, yeah, there's quite a bit to watch there. And Wait a minute, Bad Blood? It said, unless, hold on, let me just check something out real quick yeah. here. Because I see season one, 2017, and season two. Yeah, uh, the debut was October 10th, 2018. I've only watched the first, what? Did I watch season two? <laughs> Dan, did I watch season two of this show, G? Oh, no, now you're going to know a bunch of shit Dan! ahead of time. Don't do what Dan, Steve did. Did I watch season two? 
I don't know. I mean, do you want me to give you the the uh, synopsis of the first episode? Dan. It says, um, <laughs> I feel bad for you Dan, now. Dan, <laughs> please don't. Okay, look, I'm going to, let me do this. this. This is, okay, season one says this. It's called Scar Tissue. It says, just as he is, <laughs> I'm sorry, Steve, I feel bad for Dan, you. Dan, don't do this. <laughs> just as he is at the peak of his influence and power, an old crime comes back to haunt mob boss Vito Rizzuto. Oh, you know what? There is no season two on Netflix. Oh, okay. All right, well, there you go then. Oh, yeah, because it just debuted on October. Okay, we're good then. <laughs> dude i was about to lose. well you just said it was a net just and i know you were probably you were just Netflix talking original okay i don't know then i don't know what to tell you maybe we should i should probably go on there at one point and check it out before we get off with these good people does it say netflix original steve i don't think i don't see it here and i'm not trying to contradict you Am or anything I, lying? I, I wouldn't say you're lying and i'm not even saying you're mistaken but are you mistaken i am totally mistaken it's not a netflix <laughs> Thank God it's not. Whew. Oh, Steven, it's okay, Holy buddy. Holy piss. That was close. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there's two seasons, <laughs> but I am not going to I'm not going to watch the next season yet. I'm going to wait till all of them cuz this is not a, a show that I'm watching week to week. Cuz there's just they they leave on cliffhangers that are like, "Really? Really? Of course I'm going to watch the next episode. Are you crazy? I'm not a an animal." <laughs> so this brings me to okay oh, if, I so, may, if i may steve i'm yeah, sorry before yeah. you go on because i didn't want to step on your words uh, i'm trying not to do that anymore i just want to say like for the people that don't know who kim coates is and maybe you watch the show like of course if you watch the show you know the characters but a lot of people sometimes they just don't pay attention to the actors names you know charlie hunnam because he's jacks teller or oh, whatever but but a lot of people don't know so if you're curious who he is he plays tig on uh, Sons of Anarchy, and he's fantastic. He's he's a crazy man. He's one of the darkest people that you'll meet, and not necessarily the worst way. He's just a uh, he's a very lighthearted scumbag, if you will. <laughs> and um, but he's fantastic. Kim Coates is great. So I'm gonna check this one out just because I love Kim Coates so much. That's who he is in this show. Okay, great. Then that just makes it even that's better. Him. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's okay because he does that character great, apparently. But it's him in different clothes. That's what it is. It's him in different clothes. So yeah, it's fantastic. Now. We all know Dan likes to, um, he likes to suggest I watch things. He likes to suggest everyone watch things. But you know what I figured out in, over the last few days is that Dan has a gift. It's not a normal thing. He's able, I told him earlier, I told him this earlier. He's able to say, Steve, you wouldn't like this movie, but your son will. Or, hey, my wife loves this movie. You won't. They will like he knows exactly who would like what movie and who should stop watching this because it's not for them. It's a gift he has. I've realized this. I've accepted it. I don't have the gift. Don't need it. Such is life. Now. <laughs> well, thank you, I guess. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he has a for gift. you. It's so a gift for you. I don't know if it's for everyone. It's but. a gift for me. Totally. For you. It's, it's a pain in the butt because you can't. Most people will be like, yes, the world should watch this show. Dan is like, you shouldn't. You should. You should check it out. You'll hate it. You'll kind of like it. You'll give it a thought. Like he go, his brain goes <laughs> through. E me, I'm just like, hey, Bar. Yes, Steve. Everyone will like this show and somebody's <laughs> going to hate it. Dan can't do that. So Dan um, referred me to Thoroughbreds. Now, I have to admit, at this point, I didn't know his references were that great. So. Yeah, we, we say, if I may, we talked about this yes, one quite a while ago. Quite a while ago. Not and, knocking you. Um, I'm glad you watched this one. No, it was a long time. And so what? And so the the night before last night, I could have just said Sunday. Uh, Sunday night, I I said, uh, "Self, 
you have thoroughbreds. Why don't you watch it? I said, Dan has been on a kick. It's about time for him to miss one. So I watched thoroughbreds. And it did the whole interesting thing to me where the first five minutes, I was like, oh no, this is going to be boring. (laughs) And then after five minutes, you really do base a lot of things on your first five minutes, man. First and last, stick the landing. Yeah. You have to open strong and stick the landing. This one didn't open strong for me, but I just kept watching it. And then, oh my gosh, this movie takes off. First of all, it, it takes off in such a way that you're just like, wait, what? What it is is, um, I'm not going to give a lot away. It's um, these two, two uh, are they girls in the movie? I can't say women. They're high school young adults. There are young adults. These two young adults, one of which, I forgot what's the difference between a sociopath and a psychopath. I think sociopath, there is a difference. She's either a sociopath or a psychopath, I'll say. Because- I'd, say I'd say she's a sociopath peppered with a little bit of psychopathic tendencies. Yes. Um, and so uh, it's really cool because her friend is a normal person and she doesn't, she's gone through life like we do. You cater to people's feelings. And what the sociopath does is say, why are you doing that? And so the woman's like, well, I don't really like you. You make me creeped out, this and this and this and that. And the girl's like, see, how did that feel? And she's like, hmm, that's interesting. And right then, as weird as my mind is, I said, oh, my gosh, I don't know how that would feel to actually just tell the total truth about somebody and know that they're not going to feel anything. Imagine hanging around a person that you know, no matter what you say, their feelings won't get hurt. Like, what would you say? How would that change? Would you want to hang out with other people? I don't know if I would. If I knew, without a shadow of a doubt, if I hang out with this person, I could say whatever I want to them, and they'll just be like, okay, I like your honesty. It would make me not want to hang out with other people, which kind of happens here. The fact that she's chilling with this woman, her name's um, Amanda. Amanda's a sociopath. Uh, Lily's, she's not normal. She's a little different, but she's not different. She's just normal, getting into trouble, going through a weird phase of her adulthood, different but amanda's just a sociopath she feels nothing and she admits it i don't feel anything and so what happens is amanda realizes that lily is not as happy as she makes herself out to be and she calls her on it she's like you don't like your stepdad and lily does the thing that any of us would do you try to when someone's not there you cater to their feelings of someone who's not there and you're like oh no he's fine oh he's great And Amanda's like, no, 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 no. I don't buy it. You don't like him. And the truth, when it comes out, brings out such a darkness in Lily. When she starts expressing her truth, it starts turning dark. And (laughs) this movie goes somewhere. There is a horse scene. (laughs) The likes of which I have never I was appalled. I got mad at you, Dan. Now, now, let me tell you something real quick, because see, this is what I thought would grab you. 
Like that's you talk about the first five minutes of a movie. That's the first five minutes of the movie, literally. No, no, no. But when she describes it, okay, gotcha. Later all right, the, I understand. Okay. I did not like that at all. And I said, <laughs> "How did Dan let me watch this?" I know. And they meant for it to be that way and, because they even do a sound effect at the end that you're like, "Oh my god!" And let me just say something it, about Steve too. Like this is legitimate truth. Oh. Steve is an animal lover to the point where if he saw like in Fresno, I don't know where you're listening from, but uh, in Fresno, because that's where we live. There are certain parts of it where when, when it gets hot and, you know, like there's a lot of moisture, like, you know, like maybe like near reservoirs or something like that, there will be these big, giant brown cockroaches that come out and they get everywhere. Yes. They're outside. They're everywhere. It's crazy. It's like it just happened over the last few years that I noticed anyway. Steve is the kind of guy that will go, oh, hey, little guy, and literally, and, sure and pick it up and take it outside mm-hmm. where yes. I will step on it and kill it. And, and it's will. I will. I will burn it with fire. But yes. so. Getting back to this, I could totally see how that just completely oh, rocked your dude. world. Dude, it messed. And the thing is, here after the scene, as devastated as I was, I was like, oh, man, what a performance that was. Because what, what a man, what Olivia, um, the person who plays Amanda is Olivia Cook. What Olivia Cook does is she expresses everything below her eyes. All of her expression happens below her eyes and her eyes are dead. The whole movie. I'm like, this is hard to do. Yeah, she's fantastic. She does a fantastic job. And what happens is Amanda pulls Lily into her world. And I'm like, oh, this is so fascinating. Now, what made me number and also Paul Sparks is in this. He plays Mark. Paul Sparks is one of the douche. He has one of the douchiest faces in in, um, the entertainment industry. (laughs) When you look at him, I was like, how does he play a good person? I wonder if he can. Does his face lend itself to a he plays the stepdad. Right. His face doesn't lend itself to nice. It just doesn't. His face is a douchey face. And so he doesn't have to do much to be a douche. And I'm like, oh, that guy. And so what happens, you almost are like, I could understand what's happening here. Now, here's the heartbreak. Midway through, we get introduced to a character named Tim. Oh, Played by Anton Yeltsin, and I was not ready. This was his last movie, by the way. Oh, no. Oh, it's devastating, man. He's so good. Yeah. He is so good. Such a loss, man. I get sad every time I see that guy. a loss. I got sad watching Green Room the other week ago. We were watching Green Room, and it's just, ugh. It's just a fantastic, an amazing performance. He's in the movie for about seven minutes, all in all. And in those seven minutes, he does an amazing job because here's what he did. He went from being a, he's kind of a drug dealer. He's a drug dealer in the movie. He becomes us in the movie. He becomes us. He is the audience where in their world, they're acting like these two interesting women or two um, young adults. And he's like, y'all are crazy. What is wrong with you guys? Do you guys not see how crazy you're acting right now? He's us now. Because we're like, okay, good. So there's still a world outside of these weird weird (laughs) girls that can look at them and say, oh, both of you guys are tripping. Y'all are bugging. Like, she's crazy, and now you're being crazy like her. What's happening? He is us. Because we needed an us. We didn't have an us. We had a douchey stepfather, an unfortunate situation for a mother to be in. We had the sociopath, and we had a weird kind of, 
young adult girl going through some weirdness. But he is the audience where we're looking from the outside, looking in, being like, y'all are bugging. And he's our connection. Even at the end, he's our connection. And, And here's what I'll say. I'll say that this is not a movie I think that I would recommend to someone who's not a cinephile. Someone who can't just say, let me sit down, put down Twitter and watch a movie. If you can't do that, don't watch this movie. Yeah, you don't want your phone in your hand when you're watching this movie. No, there are subtleties that happen in this movie that are so important. I was like, wow, what an interest. Like, there's a sound that the stepdad makes upstairs that they never explain. They say that that's probably what it is, but we don't know. But that little subtlety gives an air of mystery that was just like, there's something more to this stepdad that we're not knowing. What is going on here? And I just thought it was a genius thing to put into the movie. I was like, this is really cool because it's just like this rolling sound. And we're like, well, yeah, it could be what they say it is. But that's not the sound it would make, though, really. I don't think. <laughs> what the crap is going on? I mean, I, I didn't take that that way personally. I just kind of yeah. said, okay, it must be that. But I get what you're saying. And even because, remember, when she said it, she's like, really? Huh. But I'm like, is it that? I don't know. Because they never show it. They would just show him doing that thing. Because it's a normal thing you'd show in a movie. Is he doing that thing? (laughs) What's happening? And I just love that they're like, yeah, just trust that that's what he's doing. I thought that that really came into play very well at the climax of the movie. I thought that the way that they they incorporated that sound into the final, (sighs) at least, you know, the uh, almost the final act, I'll say, was very effective. And the thing is, what I love about, and, and the thing is, this is the movie that sticks the landing. That's an important thing. It sticks the landing. And what I love about it is it shows, and it sucks for us as parents. Let me tell you why this movie sucks. I think you're going to know why this movie sucks for us as parents. Because do you know how your parents are always saying, you know, uh, you know, you lay with dogs, you'll get fleas? Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> they've never said that to me, but I do understand what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, your friends, who, who, who they're always worried about who your friends, who their friends are, who are your friends, who are you hanging around? This movie is like, yeah, worry about that. Because you rub off. Yeah. Um, it's like bad oh influences my exist. Oh, my. God. The thing is. I can't even say it. Here's what I'll say. The interesting thing about Anya Taylor-Joy's performance is that it was so understated, yet she actually made you understand where she was coming from, and you believed the transition throughout the movie. So, um, all in all, again, you nailed it again. A great, you know, you, you're right. I should have watched it. You're on a freaking tear. I will give this four. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> It's a good one, dude. It's a little hidden gem that a lot of people will miss, you know? I will give it a three. Be true to your heart, Steve. Listen to your heart on this one. Okay, you know, I'm going to give it a 3.75 knives. (laughs) 3.75. All right, we're going in quarters. Yeah, 3.75 knives. 
There it is, ladies and gentlemen. And I think that's a fair rating. You know, it's it's a this is not going to be a movie that's for everyone, but I I loved this movie. It was just something that I happened yeah. to watch on a trailer one day, and I'm like, oh, this happens to be playing in town, and I don't have to work at that point. So actually, what I did was I think I went in between jobs. I just went and checked it out real quick because it was only like an hour and a half long. So at the very least, it's an hour and a half of your time that I I think that awesome. you won't find wasted if you check it out. So that's what we've been watching, folks, and that brings us to an interesting segment that we haven't done for a while, and this is where I quiz Dan. I know, I know it's my fault. We used to do this fairly often, and Dan would knock him out of the park every time, except for the geography one. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm terrible. That, we, <laughs> we used to do it very often, and I'm going to get back to it, but today's, today's quiz is going to be called First in line. Let me tell you why I did this quiz. It's because Dan is always talking about how he's a Metallica fan. And so I said, Dan, I think I'm going to quiz you. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the first line of a Metallica song. Am I, though? You said you're a Metallica fan. Okay, fair enough. I'll, we'll go with that. Check the, check, said, the, check the archives, ladies and gentlemen, but let's go with it. And you also said, Master of Puppets, you know, like the back of your hand. Now that I did say. And you said that, A... This isn't you. Here's how far he went. I said, I'm going to give you the first line of a song. You're going to finish it off. And I was like, we'll do Master of Puppets. And you're like, that's not fair. I said, what do you mean? You said, oh, I'm going to get them all. I said, what? (laughs) He's like, I used to go over it over and over again in my brain. I'd go through those songs. I did, man. I really did. Like, I'll even give you, I'll even give you the scenario of this, right? So Master Puppets is an old album. So like back in the day when I was like, Gail and I first got together, because if a lot of you don't know, I mean, we weren't together the entire time, but Gail is truly like my high school sweetheart. We just broke up for a while and then got back together again. But back in the day when we were going through it, there'd be times where we'd like break up for a little bit or something like that. I'd be all, you know, all jacked up. And I would take it to the gym. I would just like have this album so well in my like in my memory because I think I listened to it. I started listening to the Master of Puppets. I think I was a freshman in high school. So that puts me at around like 1985 ish, six ish, something like that. Like I would just play that album in my head. And that's how I would get through the workout. If I want to stay on the treadmill, I would just play the entire album and I would not get off until I finished it. But there was no music. It's just all in my head. So if you're saying that you have a quiz for me, Steve, that has to do with Master of Puppets, I'm pretty sure I'm going to ace this thing. That is a strong thing to say. That's all I'm going to say. So I'm going to say that you're going to get at least four out of five. At least four out of five. Okay. Is that fair? All right. That's a nice, that's a very optimistic number. First in line, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to start. Number one, lashing out the action, returning the reaction. That's that's battery. That would be the very first one. And I'm going to go ahead and just say, uh, there we go. Next. Come on, buddy. Finalist from the start, sucked into the park. Leper Messiah. Dude. Yeah. You Messen- were saying? Okay. Messenger of fear in sight. Uh, the thing that should not be. Oh, my God. Come on. This is going to be a quick quiz. <laughs> Welcome to where time stands. Sanitarium. <laughs> Body fill the fields I see hungry heroes in. Disposable heroes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should, I should probably put a little suspense on for the sake of it. But I tried to tell you. I tried to tell you. No, but here's the thing. I have a bonus round for you. Okay. Now these now are I'm a- from... Now you you won. You won the Master Puppets. Let's get that applause. <laughs> that was already it? That you, was already it? But I have a bonus round. Some bonus rounds for you. 
And this All is right. general Metallica question. Okay, the well, it's going to no, really... Their first line. It's going to depend, man. Yes, it's first lines of other songs. I hear you. I'm just saying, there's there's a certain amount of Metallica where I, where I stop. Yes, you already won. Okay. You chump. Right. <laughs> I tried to warn you. No life till leather. Uh, let's see. That's off of Kill 'Em All. Hit the lights. You got it, dude. You got it. <laughs> but you notice there was a little bit of a pause but right still, there. But still, you got it, though. That's okay. crazy. Do you see what I see? Oh, I that's off Injustice for All. Oh, God. I know the free. Can I? I have to pull the name without looking at the album. Go right? ahead. Uh, I, don't look at the album or do you look at the You can't look at the album. Okay, okay, hold on. So, do you see what I see? Um, God damn it. Take your time. Okay. Uh, you choose how I say. Uh, <laughs> hold on. I'm like, I'm going through the lyrics in my go head right the now. To get to the chorus. Doesn't matter what you see. Um, hold on. I fucking know the song. Because that music, background music, throwing you off. <laughs> it's what it is, I think, dude. It's throwing my ass off right now. But I know I know this shit. Uh, hold on. And I'm not cheating either. I'm trying to really remember without looking. Um, you might get me on this one only because I know it's off of Injustice for All. And it's like a really freaking good song, too. Uh... Damn. People on the other side of this are losing their minds. Yeah, they're losing their minds because they're like bigger Metallica fans than I. I, um, You know, like I said, I got. No, because the thing is, you're so close that they're just like, oh, he's right there. He's right there. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. It's not Harvester of Sorrow. Oh, God. It's not Short of Straw. I'm going to the. uh, 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 Fuck. Give me a 10 second count, dude. Uh, No. I know. I think I know. I'm going to take... No, no. I'm going to go for it. I think I might be wrong. I'm thinking it's Eye of the Beholder. That's it. Yes, fucking A. It took a while, though, man. That took a while. That was the funnest one. Well, you know what the thing was with that album is is that that's where... I mean, I liked that album, and that tour was amazing, but that's where I started to, like... I go, oh, they sound a little different now. You know what I mean? And I was very into their, like, thrashier stuff, and that was a really heavy album, but... Anyway, I can talk about it for days. That's what's with a new bass player, Jason Newstead. There's a lot of things going on with that one, man. So I kind of didn't have as much allegiance to that one as I did the first three. Kill them all, ride the lightning, master puppets. This is not fair because this next one, I took it from an album you probably don't like. I don't know if you don't like it, but you don't like, and I just put this in for fun. Okay. Okay. It's the last question. All right. These are the eyes that can't see me. Oh yeah, that sounds cheesy. Hetfield lyrics. These are the eyes. I have no clue. Some kind of monster. Oh god, that is the worst album in the world. I knew the thing is, I went and I was just like, okay, he's not gonna get it, but it will be fun if he like, because I could imagine you also guessing it and saying that song sucks. Something like yeah, that. yeah, Dude, not you got not them a fan. all. You got a perfect score. Thank you very much, man. I, I'm. Uh, I'd like to thank. Uh, I'd like to thank the academy. This dude is unbearable. <laughs> and the, you know the fun thing is the next one I have already written up is '80s music. Okay. Well, now we're talking. But, I think I could do that. Oh man. no, you're gonna but, kill. The only thing is a few of them 
I bet you we were both singing the wrong lyrics. And so when I say them, you're going to be like, what? And when I tell you what, you're like, oh, I always thought they said, that's the only thing that's going to mess us up. Because I was like, I even looked at the lyrics. I'm like, oh, is that what they say right there? I didn't know. There's a, there's a lot of songs like that, man, that I used to sing as a kid. And I didn't know what the hell I was saying. Like, uh, what was it? Blinded by the light. Revved up like a douche. Why are you revved up like a douche? That's not, not what, what they, say. they say. I think it says, uh, uh, or was I, did I say, I think it's, I used to say dressed up like a douche. But it's revved up like a deuce is what I think it is. That makes It's a Manford Man song. I have no idea, man. But that's what I would always say. Or like Steve Miller, big old jet had a light on instead of big old jet airliner. Oh, it says airliner? Yeah, big old jet airliner. I didn't know that. But yeah, then again, I didn't I'm, either, apparently. <laughs> when I was a kid, I didn't. Yeah, um, there's so a few. Unfortunately, people, that brings us to the end of the show. And I will tell you this. I had a ball today. I had a blast today. And I have to give all the props to Dan because he he pushed through some things that y'all don't even know about. He pushed through Dan. <laughs> thank you. I'm going to say this like because now that we're done. But like, seriously, you guys, I apologize. I'm going to try to bring it every week. There is just some shit I'm going through right now. And I rather than just take the weeks off and get my head together or, or you know, like sometimes I just got to force it a little bit. But Steve, I love you, man. And you always enlighten my mood. Anytime I'm talking to you, like you are sort of like my beacon of light, dude, outside of my family. You know, Gail's been awesome. Uh, but you, dude, are like seriously a superstar to me. So thank you very much because I know and I know that you'll agree with me. There are just times where like, where is Dan? You know what I mean? And um, I just want you guys to know that that. Just to be real about it, I could fake it and be like, oh, this is just a show where you guys come to laugh and everything. But you people, if you're listening and you've been listening consistently, consistently rather, I consider you my friends. You're my podcast friends. And I feel I owe it to you to tell you that I'm trying to turn some shit around right now and uh, I'll be good again. 2019 is going to be a blast. So that said, thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys. The next voice, again, that you're going to be hearing is the awesome, amazing Dan giving you the send off. People, keep your head up. Even though you're in a valley, I guarantee the peak is coming soon. Keep on moving. Get up. Dust yourself off. Handle that business. I love you. We're going to talk to you very, 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 very soon next week. And we're going to have a lot to talk about after Saturday. Peace. Most definitely. We do have a lot coming up. Uh, some of the things we'll be talking about is going to be Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Uh, we are going to be talking about Aquaman. We'll give you a non-spoiler. We always give you non-spoilers, but those are the ones that we are definitely doing. Uh, I'm still going to try to see Green Room, and I think there's a couple other ones. So there's there's definitely things that we're going to be bringing to the table next week. Thanks, you guys. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, I won't repeat myself of what I just said, but like Steve said, don't worry, man. The valleys go away. The peaks are coming soon. I'm Dan Ramirez. Uh, guys, like I always say, be good to yourselves. Be good to everyone around you. Have a fantastic week. Peace. Peace.